welcome to the Awakened Woman podcast. This is a show for women waking up to their divine purpose and power in life and business. I'm Bryn, your host, and I am so excited for our conversation today. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Of course, I'm honored to be here. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Kennedy's my sister, and she's not only my sister, but she's literally my kindred spirit. So, Kennedy, I want to tell my corny story about when you were born. <laughs> if I tell that story, though, I won't be able to understand the depth of our relationship. It's actually crazy. There's six siblings, six of us. And it literally goes boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, which is kind of insane. But I just remember I was five. So I'm like a little five-year-old girl. And my parents never found out the gender of the kids until like the actual birth. And so I remember my dad comes home and I wanted a sister so bad because I had two brothers at this point. And I just remember the feeling when he said, like, mom had a little girl. I literally was like, she's here. Like she's finally here. Like I've been waiting for her. Five-year-old girl. I remember having that memory of my best friend's finally here. Like it's been so annoying trying to be here without her. Like Mm -hmm. genuinely. So, um, and I mean, Kennedy, we're basically telepathic with each other. Mm -hmm. Like we always know what the other person's thinking. I can just look at her. like have a full-blown conversation between like two seconds of like a glance. Um, (laughs) I don't know. What else would you say? How can you show people how close we are? Well, I just think it all goes back to like that one conversation we were having a little bit ago and we're like, we are twin flames. Mm. I don't know what it is, but we just have always been really close Mm -hmm. in just such a weird way that I don't think is very normal. Yeah. It doesn't feel normal. It it feels so like lifetimes of like knowing each other. So for those of you who are listening, um, I I don't know a ton about twin flames, but this is something to help me um, understand twin flames and soulmates. Cause I've always also thought that way with my husband, Drake, Mm -hmm. and you feel that way with your husband, Dallin. Mm -hmm. I've just, I know you like when, when Drake and I, we were really, really good friends in college for like months before we started dating. I never felt like I was getting to know him. Mm. never felt like I was getting to know him I was like I knew him and we were just finally getting to spend time together like that's how our relationship felt so this is what I learned about twin flames versus soulmate so a soulmate is going to be your opposite it's like the person when both of you are put together you're completed so it's like Drake and I we have completely different thought processes and energy and like everything we do is basically opposite from each other but it completes the other person so perfectly Whereas Kennedy, you and I are like twin flames of just kind of this idea of like one flame that was cut in half. So there's like a ton of similarities, you know, we'll literally be going through the same. I'm like, Hey, are you really paying attention to the moon right now? Cause it's really speaking uh-huh. to you. And you're like, yes, we're just like almost going through the mm-hmm. same healing things. The same things are on our mind triggers. Mm-hmm. It's actually insane once we started syncing up more and being like hey I'm struggling with this you know with my mental health or whatever you're like me too yeah I think it's funny because like even before we were like into all like the spiritual stuff it was like our bodies like wanted us to realize it because remember how like I would get a a zit somewhere (laughs) 
<laughs> and you went in the same spot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like like that was just so weird because it would happen all the time. We have been connected and our bodies were trying to show us that too. Yeah, everybody, yeah. I'm showing this book. It's called Messages from the Body and Their Psychological Meaning. This book has changed our lives. Would you say, Kenna? Oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> it's the coolest book. So it's basically this book that shows any type of physical ailment, anything, a cold, a pimple, a canker, a broken arm pain on a specific part of your toe, all these random little things that you may be dealing with from a physical perspective, what their energetic meaning is, you know, anything that's physical, is like a representation of something emotional, anything that's emotional, is a representation of something physical, like it's so connected, mm-hmm. spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, all the things, every physical thing has an emotional counterpart reasoning whatever you can heal both of them it makes sense that if we kind of go through the same things you may have like similar physical symptoms or whatever yeah I didn't even think about it from that yeah yeah that's totally true so I want to talk today about how health because that's like your area of expertise that's your magic in this world how health and healing is part of this spiritual practice and Mm -hmm. how that spiritual practice is part of like a business practice. Mm. And funny, we were just talking about how, you know, the energetic, emotional, physical, mental, they all impact one another. And I think the same thing is for somebody who's starting a business or running a business with their business, their spiritual side of their life and their health and healing. Like it's just, it's all one And like, another thing I think about with this is like the idea of consciousness. And so if we're conscious about the content we're creating and consuming, if we're conscious about the work that we're doing in the world, then that's automatically going to impact the consciousness we feel on what we're putting in our bodies too, and how we're treating our bodies and our health. I want to just start by hearing your wake up story. This is called the awakened woman podcast. How did you wake up? to, to this thing, wake up to your purpose. Cause I, I truly feel like you're an awakened woman, like a thousand percent. Um, so, but you know, in a, like, how did you get to where you are? Like, what was that journey and that process like for you? It definitely started with my whole health journey because I have dealt with my whole, whole life, really bad cystic acne. It's been something that has been a really big problem for me. Um, anyway, so all through junior high, all through high school, I was going to the dermatologist, going on Accutane, doing the whole birth control thing, totally messes up your body. And it's just sad that I was on it from such a young age because that, that just messes up your hormones. Basically birth control is synthetic hormones. So when you take birth control, it makes your body not have to produce the hormones simply put, simply put. So when you take it, your body will shut that part off. And so when you get off of it, your body kind of freaks out a little bit. It's like, let's figure this out. How am I going to start producing hormones in the right amount at the right time? Um, and so lots of women, when they get off birth control, have insane, insane reactions that I know some holistic doctors who will gradually take people off of it, especially if they've been on a really, but been on it a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause they'll get horrible periods, have acne, their hair will fall out, all those things. Um, it's quite common. 
So yeah, birth control. I didn't know any better at that point. And then, um, I saw some Instagram accounts about holistic health and it was like lit my soul up and I was obsessed with it. And I don't know if you've talked about this, but I'm a projector in human design. And that basically means like I'll get obsessed with something and I'll keep researching and learning about it until I'm a pro at it. And so that's what I did. And I went fully on one end of holistic health. I was a perfectionist. I was addicted to it. I would not do anything that would potentially break my skin out. Um, so I cut out a bunch of foods. I didn't use products with certain chemicals in them. And yeah, I was, it was really kind of an obsession that woke me up a little bit. And then, um, I think the biggest thing that woke me up was when I started to work on my traumas and the emotional side, I nailed the physical side. I got to a good place where I could go in the middle of no holistic stuff at all to crazy holistic. I got in the middle of that. I have balance in my life right now. Um, and then you Bryn introduced me to the emotional healing and the trauma healing. And that is what I think really woke me up to, to be the woman I meant to be and to follow my passions full, full heartedly. Um, and I don't think I would have gone there unless I had gone through that whole holistic wake up because I saw, okay, wait, I need to get out of the pattern. I need to not do just what the doctor says. You know, I need to do my own research, make my own opinion, do what feels right and aligned to me. And I did that. And then I was able to, okay, let's go deeper. Let's go to the emotional. Let's go to the traumas. Let's get those cleared out. Tell us about like your journey and what that looked like in you taking your power back and educating yourself in this way that gave you so much confidence with your like personal health issues. So before I would get sick and I would just be like, mom, I really need to go to the doctor. I was very much like what they say is best for me. I didn't ever go in into what I was feeling. And so now, like when I get sick, first off, I check like, okay, what has been going on in my life that could cause me stress right now? Because when you get sick, a big emotional factor and a big reason that I personally get sick isn't because other people around me are sick or something like that. It's because I've been staying up too late. I've been eating too much sugar. I have way too much stress going on in my life and I'm not prioritizing myself and my self-care. Yeah. That's why I get sick hands down every single time. Yeah. Um, and so now I'll just check those things. Am I getting enough sleep? That's very important for me. And for many women, (laughs) am I getting nine hours of sleep, which is what I need to be doing? Am I eating a diet that's going to allow my body to flourish and do what it actually can do? Am I taking care of myself? Am I doing the things I need to do? Or am I saying yes to too many family commitments? Am I saying yes to doing too many things for my husband? Am I saying yes to too many things at work? 
Mm-hmm. And usually when I can get down to those three things, when I can answer those questions, then I'm able to tap into my intuition, know which one is correct for me and fix that and get feeling better. You are preaching the good word right now. <laughs> so good. So I love this so much because, and, and I do just want to give a disclaimer here. Um, you're not a hater on Western medicine, right? Like no. you're, you're just like, take authority, take personal authority for your health. Right. And yeah. I think, you know, there's a really empowering, beautiful thing that comes when you meet with a practitioner who cares about how you feel. Like, I remember when I met with somebody and, and they asked me a question, I was like, well, my intuition says this and they trusted that. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. I love that in someone who's like guiding me with my health. Right. So, um, yeah, I just think it's really important that we don't just, you know, chalk everything up to the season or all these things. Like, you know, the different triggers that bring a cold on or have you not feeling well. And like, that's so powerful for your life, you know, because going back to our beginning conversation, like your body's always communicating with you on what it needs and what feels best and what it wants and where that may be lacking. And so the faster we learn to listen, the less loud the complaints need to be. Yeah. And just to point this, say this, like maybe I'm really sick and I feel in my intuition, I need to go to the doctor and get an antibiotic. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the doctor and get an antibiotic. Right. Not, yeah. Like you said, like, I'm not fully against that. What I am very, very passionate about is checking into yourself and doing what you feel is best for you. And the reason why is because I've been through the medical roller coaster. I've been to doctor after doctor after doctor, um, where I wasn't following what was right for me. I've like spent so much money, so much time doing those things where if I had just come to myself and asked myself, okay, what is right? It would have got me healthier and my results faster. And it would have been way, way worth it that way. So, yeah, I think it's just all about listening to what your body wants. And if that is going to a certain doctor and doing something that's fully Western medicine, I'm all for that. It's just doing what's right for you. Yeah, do it. Yeah. And, but, but, and I should say not, but I should say, and do the holistic things too, because they're just powerful, you know? Um, And I just think people don't know what the holistic things are Mm -hmm. and they almost think it has to be this either or. Yes. But it doesn't. It can be both. But when we only do Western medicine and we don't know about all these other really gentle, supportive healing tactics, yeah, um, you know, we're not serving our bodies in the best way that we could as possible. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. The next thing that came up for me when you were talking about your wake up story mm-hmm. is your relationship to authority. Mm-hmm. Tell us like, what does inner authority mean to you? And how have you gotten the confidence to listen to that inner authority and place that above outer authority? Yeah. So inner authority is your intuition. It's following your body's physical and emotional cues. So like some people, they'll get really excited about something and you can see it in their body. They're like jumping up and down they're like running towards it or their face lights up and that's their inner authority to me talking. And that's saying, okay, this is a line to me. Um, it's just that gut feeling. 
like when you get excited about something, like that's your inner authority telling you that's what you need to go for. And I'm not perfect at this. Of course, it's always something to work on, but I think ways to practice getting this inner authority stronger is just by listening to your body's cues and what it's saying and honoring those honoring when you're tired and taking a rest and not pushing yourself to do one more thing or do the workout or make the post or whatever listening to your body when you're eating and saying okay i'm full now even though i'm not done with what's on my plate i'm going to put it away i'm going to honor what my body is telling me and as you do that over and over and over with those small things you'll notice you'll be able to trust that and do that in yourself with the bigger things that happen. Yeah. And it's, it's a lifelong practice. Like it's something you have to consciously be aware of all the time, or your mind will just take over and you'll stop being centered and grounded. One thing that just popped into my head that I think about Mm -hmm. is our family is super extroverted. Mm -hmm almost everybody in our family is an extrovert and like an intensely mm-hmm. like <laughs> loud, opinionated, like whatever extrovert. And then you come along and you're a crazy introvert. Mm-hmm. And like almost you, you have had to like set boundaries with like honoring that side of you, that part of your body that was like, I'm different than this group I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I have to speak up <laughs> so that I can honor this part of me. Yeah, for sure. First off, shout out to all the introverts in the extrovert families. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely, that was definitely hard for me growing up because I just didn't have the energy that everybody else had for sure. And there would be times that I wanted it, but also times that I really didn't. And I just wanted to be alone. And I think it all comes down to what are you willing to sacrifice of yourself to make others a little bit happier, you know? And I, you told me this and it is like my life motto. And we talk about this, but it's like, what's best for you is best for everybody else. So when you're doing what's best for you, you're able, it's the best situation for everybody else involved. And I think that's really, that was really important for me to learn is like, okay, I'm really tired right now. If I go to this family event, like it's going to drain me. I'm going to come home, be even more tired and done. So I'm going to say no to this. And in that, in me honoring myself, it's actually making that situation the best way that it's supposed to be. If you think about like divine intervention and timing, like we have those cues for a reason. And so not that I'm not supposed to be there, but I'm not supposed to be there. Right. And yeah, just like honoring myself, not people pleasing. What's best for me is what's best for everybody else. Yeah. I love that. And like you said earlier, if you practice it with the small things, mm-hmm. you'll be able to do it so much easier with the big things too. And yeah. also like, you know, one thing I want to just say too, is the family, like we want you there because mm-hmm. we love you. Like yeah. we don't like everyone to feel included and we love your energy and you're so fun and all this stuff. Right. And, and you not wanting to be, there isn't you not loving us. It's mm-hmm. you loving you. Yep. 
And I think that's a really important distinction that it's not, not that you don't want to be with the family or go to family things or anything like that. It's that you need to love yourself so that you have the, so that your cup can overflow so that you can do the other, the extra things, you know? Um, And I think that's really important thing too. So yeah, I feel like one thing that happened when you and I both learned about our energy, like Mm -hmm. our energy type human design, introvert versus extrovert. We started learning about those things and we were able to like help each other honor those. Mm -hmm. I feel like life got so much more comfortable. Oh yeah. And I think that's vital. Helping your loved ones be able to live in their best energy, like will set them free. It will make them finally have permission to be who they're supposed to be when you let them be that way. Cause it just releases that pressure from them. Yeah. So it's so needed in families and relationships and friendships. I'm very introverted, very low energy, reserved, bold, blunt, say it how it is. I'm very business. Let's get things done. Very type A, A to B, B to C organized. Yeah. My husband is the exact opposite. He is spontaneous, fun, loving life of the party, the most extroverted person. So energized. He's a night owl. I'm a morning person. We are literally exact opposites. You're the soulmate thing we talked about at the beginning. You're each other's opposite that completes each other. (laughs) Yes, we do complete each other. We also know each other's energy and we honor that. Um, So how I like to explain a relationship is he is just like the sun and I am just like the moon, truly, honestly. And Brandon, you talk about this all the time, but that's feminine energy is the moon, masculine energy is the sun. So we really do work so, so well together. So that's kind of how our relationship is. And this really, really cool thing is we'll come home from work and we'll be like, okay, what is your energy at today? And I'm like, I'm at a 10. I need you to be a 90. Or it'll be like, oh, I had a long day. I'm I'm at a 25. And then okay, I'll I'll make up the rest and I'll do the rest for what we need to do. Or maybe we're both like, okay, I'm a 25 and you're a 25. We need to have a conversation about what we need right now to try to fill ourselves back up. Yeah. And so we we'll just communicate on, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I need from you. And when we're clear about those intentions, then we're able to work with each other in our different things. So sometimes I'll be like, Hey, I need to go to bed at 9 PM tonight. And he honors that. And he lets me do that. Or some nights he'll be like super excited, have tons of energy, want to go out and do something. And I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go have fun with my husband. Mm -hmm. And it's actually going to be great and it's going to be better. And yeah, so that's what we found has worked for us and has really helped us to be able to thrive in such opposite dynamics and personalities together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause isn't it interesting when you get married, all of a sudden it's like your energy may be one thing and you're trying to listen to it and honor it and follow it. And then your partner is a different thing Mm -hmm. and you have to take in like their energy into consideration too, 
you know, and, and so I love that you said like the communication, I love having like the, putting the number on it, mm-hmm. like being visual. I think that is really helpful because if you're like, yeah, I'm kind of tired, you know, but that could be like a 50 or it could be like, I'm a 5% right now, you know? And it's like, oh, okay. I really see where you're at, you know? Yeah. So I love that. That's super yeah. awesome. What a good, like tangible way for us to practice honoring our energy. That's mm-hmm. awesome. If someone is like, they've been doing all the things and they're like, I'm so burned out. And it's hard because how do you rest when you have a to-do list a mile long? And how do you rest when you have these three events you've committed to this weekend? And how do you rest when you, you know, all the busy things that people are involved in, mm-hmm. um, how do you practice that? Yeah. First off, they should take your class. <laughs> Well, that's because that has some very tangible tips in there. So if that dollars at my website, link in my bio, <laughs> that's something that you're feeling called to definitely get it. It's well worth it. I took the class and implemented lots. So shout out to that. Um, but I think there are times when you have to do things you don't want to do. That's life. Like that's part of a stressful life and that's part of growing and becoming who you're supposed to be. But it's when that becomes chronic, when that becomes, okay, I did it yesterday and I'm doing it again. How much are you willing to sacrifice yourself for others or for other things? That's what it all comes down to. And what I've seen with like holistic health and I work at a clinic, a holistic health clinic is if you just keep doing that and doing that and doing that, it's gonna come out as a physical symptom. Your body is literally going to force you to rest with a cold is what it'll start out as. And then a couple months down the line, it might turn into an autoimmune disease that turns into keeping you bedridden. That makes it so you literally just have to stay in bed all day. So it's really, really important to make sure that you're not stressing yourself too much to the point where it's becoming way too consistent and you're not honoring when your body is telling you it needs to slow down. Cause it will, if you listen to it and you realize like that you're getting sick or something, whatever, that'll be your body telling you, Hey, I need to slow down. For me, it makes sense when I can think of it as a voice and it's like, is this a whisper? You know, I need to oh, listen yeah. to the whisper so that it doesn't have to talk at a normal tone and then it doesn't have to yell at me. Like, mm-hmm. and I know if something's like, you know, maybe whispering a lot, I'm like, oh, I should really listen to this before this turns into the cold, you know, or before this turns into something else. So yeah. like even today, this is so funny. I have been so tired today. Like so, so tired. And I'm like, what is the deal? I have all these projects I'm really excited that I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, so tired. And so I'm just like, okay, like I will listen. So I literally went downstairs, turned on Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. couch, did kind of doing emails and stuff, but I just really kind of took a rest day, you know, Mm -hmm. and and like, and, and because I did that, I don't know, maybe I won't get sick tomorrow. I don't know what the yeah. thing is. But it's like, so it's when you find the cues, it's like, how long does it take you to listen to them? Yeah. You know, the shorter that you can 
that you can take to listen to the cue and actually do something about it, the better. Cause even maybe that was me. It was like two hours, right. Mm-hmm. Of rest. Like, then I felt great. Like when straight yeah. came home, I was like, okay, like I got this, you know? Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be this whole, like, oh, I have to shorten my workload. I can't take on these projects. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's just watching a movie for a sec, you know? Yeah. So true. Yeah. Or even if like people do have a busy lifestyle, like I'm a very low energy person and I work a nine to five and it's a very stressful job. And then I have a husband and cooking and cleaning and all that stuff that I also help out with. And so it's just finding ways that you can still take care of you. And for me, that's getting enough sleep and having my alone time in the mornings. And when I can do that, that's filling my cup up enough, even though I have a really stressful job and I'm busy and yeah, in an ideal world, I wouldn't have to work 40 hours a week, Yeah, but I do. And that's life for a lot of people. So it's like, okay, well, how can I fill my cup up enough that I'm able to still give everywhere that I need to give? Right. And then it's adjusting it that way. Isn't it funny how just living life as an adult is like so hard sometimes. <laughs> like, like I love how you put in there like cooking and cleaning and getting ready. Every day. It's like uh, doing the normal things that like feel like the baseline mm-hmm. the whole day, especially when you have to be somewhere 40 hours a week too. And when that's, you know, like you said, your job is really stressful and you just like freaking run the show and do all the things. It's like, you come home and you don't have the stuff left in your cup yeah. to do all the things, you know? So yeah, I think that's an important distinction too, is like, even be proud of yourself for the little things for like having the hair wash day, respond to the emails, you know, cooking a dinner that night, like job, like uh, you celebrate that stuff more and not have that be such like a, a baseline thing. I'm like, well, of course I have to do that. Like, no, that's awesome. Like you made a great dinner, you know, like yeah. that's something that takes, you know, probably 30 to 40 minutes of your night and uh-huh you know, something to celebrate too. So I love that you included those. Next question. Tell us some of the healthy, like holistic health practices that you do on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Okay, cool. This is some of them you do more, some of them you do less, like things that you personally do. Okay. So probably the weirdest thing I do that really surprises everybody that I do every single day is mouth tape. I literally tape my mouth closed at night with tape. Um, and I, this forces me to just breathe through my nose. There's tons of benefits to this. Um, it protects your oral microbiome, which is the bacteria in your mouth that protect your teeth, cause you to not have cavities, gum problems, all those things. Um, it forces you to breathe air through your nose, which produces nitrous oxide, which is really good for your brain and circulation in your body. Um, So that's what I do every day. I also, I really focus on oral health because everything you eat starts in your mouth. So if your oral microbiome is off, that affects your whole body as well. Wow. So I, that's really interesting. Yes. So if your oral microbiome is off, it will probably throw off your gut microbiome, which will throw off your digestion, which will throw off everything. (laughs) If your digestion is off, then good luck, which is most people in America. So yeah, I tongue scrapes. I get a little stick and I scrape my tongue in the morning. 
Um, and I use a really clean ingredient toothpaste from Just Ingredients. It's her tooth powder. It's really awesome. So um, that, that I do every day. I meditate and I just take time for me every day. That's probably the most important thing. If you get one thing from what I say is <clears throat> to take time for you and to rest and regulate your nervous system. Um, and you do that through like meditation. Yeah. Like meditation, going on walks. Um, I'm really connected to nature and trees and grass. I love that stuff. I know you're super connected to water. So like if that, if you're someone like that, like taking baths daily, drinking enough water, literally drink like two to three showers a day. That's amazing. Yeah. You right. When I wake up, I have to get in the shower right when I wake up. Um, if I go to the gym that day, I shower after I go to the gym and then I shower before bed. And I like to, if it's like a self-care day, I'll take like a two hour bath. It's like so healing for me. And like, it keeps me, my mental state so balanced. If I can be in the water that much, I need a pool. That's what I'm saying. I need a move where I can have a pool or something, but anyway, yeah. So you're like really connected to nature and like walking. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And just being out in the sun. So yeah, I do that every day. If I don't, I go crazy. Um, so that's what I do every day, every week. My big thing is meal prepping. If I don't meal prep, it's really hard for me to eat healthy. So I'll chop veggies, meal prep meat and have like three to five dinners ready for the whole week. Nice. Okay. So you meal prep dinner. Yep. You meal prep lunch too? No, I have salads every day for lunch. So then meal prep, like what are your go-to things you meal prep for dinners then? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I always meal prep. This will save your life meal prep, a big container of veggies. So bell peppers, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, carrots, zucchini, onions, pick five vegetables, chop it up all real nice and fine. Um, put it in a container and just throw in everything you make, throw in your eggs, throw it in your salad for lunch, throw it in the meat that you're cooking for dinner. Um, and that'll just add tons of micro and macronutrients for you. So I'll make that. And then I will meal prep some chicken, some hamburger, like a, like some sort of like brat or pork, um, just to have for like dinners throughout the nights. Because like I said, when I get home, my energy is done. So it's really convenient for me to have a meat already cooked. So I can just put some rice or quinoa or sweet potatoes and cook those with the vegetable and just be done. Like really focus on protein too. No, I am a big, big supporter of protein eating meat. It's very supportive for people's bodies, meat and vegetables. (laughs) So that's what I do every week. And that's what I meal prep. And it seriously saves my life and it takes me like three hours. So it takes a really long time. That's how long it would be during the week. If you were to cook all those meals. And the other benefit is that I only have to do dishes once. I'll use the same pan to cook stuff. Um, Like I'll cook my hamburger on the pan and then put it in the Tupperware. And then I'll put the brats on the pan and cook those. Or you can be like me and, and drink to all of our dishes. 
True. I'm the dish person. Yeah. Oh, nice in <laughs> your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And then what about um, monthly? Monthly, monthly health? What I have been going on, people are also going to think I'm crazy. I love to do the parasite cleanse at a full moon. And um, I also love to do coffee enemas. Yeah. I do those monthly as well. And those are great for um, detoxing and just supporting your detox pathways and opening your de- detox pathways up. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about detoxing. That's actually one of the, one of the topics that I had in here was just detoxing uh-huh. um, because I feel like that's something that you're really into and you're really knowledgeable about. So tell us like, and I'm, I'm going to take this to an energetic spiritual tone also after this, but from a physical perspective, why is detoxing important? It's so, so important. And it's because of the lifestyles that we live. We are consuming food that has things that are not good for our body, pesticides, glyphosate, added hormones, all those things that our body needs to get rid of, or they will cause disease in the body. If we have that stacking up and stacking up, the way I like to think about it is like a barrel. So let's say everybody has their own personal barrel. They're all different sizes. And in the barrel, they all have a little opening at the end that you could open up to pour like a drink of water. So let's say our body is like the barrel and um, our detox pathway is like that little faucet or whatever. And so let's say you're eating stuff and that is like putting toxins or liquid in the barrel. And so If you're able to keep that faucet open and detox the right amount, you're fine. But it's when that barrel gets overflowed and it starts overfilling that it causes the body to have problems. Mm -hmm. And so things that can overflow the barrel, parasites, chemicals, heavy metals, glyphosate, chemicals and products, all those things are what can cause that barrel to overflow and cause dis-ease in the body. So that's why it's really important for me to keep my the liquid in that barrel low so that I'm able to go out and have ice cream and fill that barrel a little bit up, but those detox pathways are open, so it'll just drain it back out. So that's what allows me to go and do things like eat not so good food at a restaurant and not break out because my barrel isn't overflowed and my body can handle it. And so that's why I really like detoxing is because our bodies are so powerful. They're designed to keep us healthy. They're designed to work properly. And if we allow it to do that job, like through detoxing, then it can stay that way. I love that analogy. That like makes so much sense in my brain. And the other thing to point out with that is like, everybody has different size barrels. Mm -hmm. So for example, maybe one person's barrel is really small. It's like a quart. And then maybe some person's is like five gallons and that's just genetics. That's how well do they handle stress? That's how personal do they take things? That's what traumas have they dealt with? What emotional baggage do they have? Um, yeah, so everybody's barrel is different sizes. So like, for example, like my husband, Dallin, I know he has a huge barrel. He never gets sick. He never gets a zit, (laughs) you know, 
So he just has a big barrel. He can just handle, handle a lot. Whereas I think mine is definitely smaller than his. So I'm a little bit more sensitive and I have to be a little bit more careful about what I do. Interesting. So cool. Okay. Um, so with that, that's like detoxing from a physical space, but what about like, how do you detox from an energetic space? Mm -hmm. Why is that also important for your life? Yeah. So I think if you have a hard time detoxing, which detoxing is regular bowel movements, sweating. If you have a hard time with those, what in life can you not let go of? What in life are you holding on to that's toxic and bad that you literally have to hold in your body and you can't release? That is the energetic side of detoxing. You've got to let go of some things. You've got to release some things. You've got to get some things out of your body and moving. I think that's a really big indicator of you need help with detoxing. I need to find the page in here. This is that book I mentioned. You'll have to link it in the notes. I will have to link it. It's kind of a pricey book, but it's so worth it. It's like a college textbook though. Like it's big. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have chronic constipation or a temporary. So we'll do the temporary because it's a little shorter. So it says hanging on. They are refusing to let go of something that is no longer relevant of waste from the past. They are afraid that if they let go, nothing of comparable value, value will replace it. It is based on an experience of deprivation or a poverty consciousness in their family. Yeah. How cool is that? It's just what you said. It's like holding uh-huh. on to something. It's like something that's old. It's mm-hmm. a waste of the past. Like, yeah, I just, I love this whole idea of the physical supporting the emotional and the energetic. I think it's so important and something that is so expansive. And like, you know, I think sometimes like I can take it a little too far. Like sometimes I'm just sick or sometimes I just don't feel good. I don't need to make a lesson or a test or try a lot of it. And sometimes when something keeps coming up for me all the time, I'm like, Hey, what is my body communicating to me? Yeah. And it always goes back to like not being too extreme. You can't be too extreme with everything. You have to be in the middle. <laughs> yep. well, I have some rapid fire questions. Okay. That I just want to ask you, so and you can do a short answer, or if you want to elaborate on something, please do. I'm sure our listeners will not complain one bit. So um, first rapid fire question is what's something that's on your vision board right now? Ooh, a new car. A new car? <laughs> I didn't know you wanted a new car. That's very in the future. It just sounds fun. Yeah. Like oh, Dallin's so much better at this than I am. He's the car person. Maybe that's why I want one because I'm around him. <laughs> but yeah, just like a cool car and mom just got a new car or mom just got a new car so she's been an expander for you yes she totally is okay next question who's one of your favorite expanders right now oh that's a great question I think Audrey Hepburn because because I'm just loving her classic vibes and just her like not taking anything from anybody (laughs) like style or like her personality kind of thing like her yeah because she is pretty like type four bold yeah she is she's a type four yeah yeah she is are you how are you being expanded by her do you see like videos of her or Pinterest just like Pinterest quotes Pinterest pictures I'm just like oh you're cool that's so fun I love Audrey Hepburn too that's really cute um okay next question what's a book that's changed your life 
Ooh, so many. The Audacity to be Queen. I love that book. And I was thinking about this the other day because she is a very strong feminine, which is what I'm being pulled to right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can you tell us what strong feminine is? Yes. So um, just really quick. This is a long conversation, but we'll, we'll literally, this will be like 10 podcasts. Like we will talk all the time. So don't worry. So Bryn and I relate to this. We are very strong, independent women. That's cheesy to say, but we are that way. And I feel like for me personally, like my whole life growing up, all I saw was sweet, timid, following the rules, kind, gracious women. And I never really saw like that fiery, bold, feminine woman. And yeah, it's something that's really got me feeling motivated and excited about who I am and what I have to offer because I am that way. Um, And I call it like the yang feminine. With yin and yang, the yang. So the yin is like the soft feminine. The yang is the action oriented And I really feel like I am like a yang feminine woman, same with you, you know? And so that book, the author is totally like a yang feminine. She takes action still, even though she's a woman and she does it in her feminine energy way. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that one too. And that's the book where I learned the whole concept of what's best for me is what's best for everybody too, which is yes. Yeah. And I, I love that you talked about like the yang feminine, this, the strong feminine, because there are so many aspects of feminine and of like divinely feminine. I mean, we could, like I said, we'll talk about this a ton. And I think it's so easy to think of feminine as like, you know, we're receiving, we're submissive. We're like a little fairy in a little lake, you know, kind of thing. And there's also the the aspect of divinely feminine that's like born out of a fire and is like you know like just strong and seeks her truth and is just like leading and all these cool things that we a lot of times we can think of as just a masculine trait and we all have you know the balance of both within us but I think it's so healthy to recognize the strength of divine feminine that can be both the polarity in there is so just exciting and fun. So I love that you're diving into that too. Okay. Um, next one, what are you listening or reading to right now? I am leading reading by Carol Tuttle, the queen. Um, we love Carol Tuttle. We need to talk about her. Maybe she can have a podcast one day. Amazing. Girl, like crazy. Anytime that I post on Instagram about her and I tag her and she reposts me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like she's yeah her books are incredible she has a she calls it dressing your truth but it's like an energy profiling system and that's what Kennedy and I first geeked out over we talk about it all the time together and it's like genuinely a pillar of our relationship (laughs) it's us knowing that so anyway what are you reading by her um the modern chakra guide so good it's so so good I'm learning so much and being so inspired by that book love what's the favorite place in your home? Ooh, this room that I'm in right now. It's kind of like my little safe haven. My whole life growing up, I had my own room. Thank heavens for that. I needed that. Bless you, mom and dad. 
projector yes yes and it's just like has all my like crystal jewelry and like a little keyboard because I play the piano and like I'm sitting on my little meditation pillow and it just has like all my things my journals and my card decks and my pendulum and all that stuff so fun um okay and what's a self-care practice that's really nourishing you right now we kind of talked about this but but a different one that I'm loving is teas. Ooh, I make yeah. little teas, my little teapot. It's really fun. With that fun, like herbal mixture you were telling me about. Yes. I love to intuitively just make one in the morning. So whatever I'm feeling, I'll put more of something in the other. So like rose petals or hibiscus flowers or goji berries. Um, I'll just put what I want in there for every morning. It's super fun. I love that. Yes. Um, okay. And last question. What makes you feel awake in your life right now? Ooh, fun. Um, I think what makes me feel awake is connecting with people and like having deep conversations like this, um, with people that I trust. And that just helps me like feel more validated, feel more seen, um, and have confidence in myself to be able to follow my intuition. Like we said, that's like my anthem is following my intuition. So that's making me feel awake is connecting with loving people who care about me. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. Um, tell us where people can find you and a little about what you share online. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at sign lovely dot nurtured. And I share holistic hormone tips and something we didn't even get into today, home and water birth. And I'm going to be a future doula when it feels when the poll is right to me. But right now I'm just sharing about all those things online. So and it's so wonderful. Her content is awesome. I learn stuff from it all the time and we talk all the time too. So you guys should definitely follow her and I'll put that in the show notes, the link to your Instagram. Cause it's a really great one. So, yeah. Hey, well, thank you for being on the podcast today. I loved this conversation of like, I'm excited to learn even more from you too. Um, and just, you know, get to have these deep conversations. They're just lovely. So lovely and nurturing. Yes. Well, thank you for letting me come on. I seriously had the best time. If you would like to support me or this podcast, it would mean the absolute world. If you would take a few moments out of your day and write a review wherever you're listening to this podcast today, this will really help the podcast. And like I said, will mean the absolute world to me. So thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we will see you in the next episode.